Welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Right, this week in the latest of our PR Moment Reset series of podcasts, um, I'm going to be talking to the CEO of the PRCA, Francis Ingham. Um, just before I start, just to mention that um, we just launched our first brace of our new on-demand webinar series on PRMoment.com, um, which is in essence um, the on-demand version of, of our incredibly popular PR Moment Lite series of webinars that we've been running since lockdown. So do please check out the homepage to have a look at those. The way it works is that you, in effect, rent the video for a week, learn loads from watching it, and become better at what you do. Now, I feel slightly odd saying that, saying this this week, but thanks as ever so much to our PMM podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Francis, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Ben. Uh, now, Francis, it's been a bit of a journey so far, lockdown, hasn't it? Um, how do you sort of see the the evolving response of PR firms in terms of their business management um, since the start of the pandemic? Um, well, I won't sugarcoat it. Um, the, the industry has taken a hit. Um, is in recovery mode at the moment, but there are further hits coming. Um, so if I run through it chronologically briefly and say the first stage was shock because uh, lockdown was so um, just immediate. Um, and then there was the need to survive, which most people uh, did successfully. Then there was the changing of um, how you service clients and colleagues, which again, most people did successfully. We're now in the recovery stage and lots of agency heads in particular that I speak with say that there is um, new business out there that is growing. I think though that the stage after this is when furlough ends. Um, I'd say the majority of people on furlough are going to be made redundant. That will be the, the first shock to many people, uh, first new shock to many people rather. And then further down the line, we've got the uh, paying back of accrued debts like PAYE and business rates and rent and so on. And I think there are plenty of companies that are not in a good place for that moment. And that's when we'll see um, more companies going under. Um, so the industry as I see it, um, it's in a reasonable shape. It could have been a far worse shape most in the industry have successfully changed their model and are delivering again and have taken the difficult financial decisions they had to take. But we're going to see that next wave of furlough redundancies and then we're going to see um, the big tax bills arriving for, for lots of agencies that some of them are prepared for, some aren't. And just on that, you said that you reckon most of the people who've been furloughed would be made redundant. Is that, that's, it's as bad as that, is it, you think? Yes, I do believe so. I think there's a Bloomberg piece that was just published saying that um, the majority of people furloughed in the economy as a whole are going to lose their jobs. That would certainly chime in with both the research that we did with members at the end of April that said roughly that, and also anecdotally the conversations I'm having with agency heads in particular, slightly better picture in-house, but certainly agents ahead so that I speak with the majority, not the overwhelming majority, but the majority of people furloughed are going to be losing their jobs. And I'll just say this in a candid way. I think that plenty of people on furlough within our industry 
have no idea what's coming um, their way. I was struck by a piece of uh, polling research a week or so ago that 51% of people said they were no worse off at the moment um, economically. Um, 14% said they were better off. So you have two-thirds of the workforce, the economy, the population, for whom COVID-19 financially hasn't been that bad. And I think that's just burying your head in the sand. I guess I don't want to appear a doomsayer or anything. I just think that we need to have a greater degree of realism in the industry that it is going to be hit hard and it isn't through the worst of it yet. And that's, I mean, where did you... Do you have you got any stats? I know you do a lot of surveys of, of your membership on just on the agency side. We come on to the in-house in a minute of, of the sort of the, the rough rate of of furloughing by percentage of, of, of what what firms took took how many firms took advantage of and how many employees they tended to furlough. Um, I can't give you a precise number, but for example, I had a call last week with a group of about ten agency heads, I suppose. Um, at the low end, one of them had furloughed, nobody, great, but might still be making redundancies in the future. And then you go from about 10% to um, half of staff being furloughed. Now, the half is the exception, and so most companies are in the 10 to 20% frame. Uh, but if you think our industry had, in our last PRC census, approaching 100,000 people, that's uh, 10 to 20,000 people. I'd say half of them are not coming back. So that's a significant chunk of people who worked in our industry on January the 1st, 2020, and will not be working in our industry on January the 1st, 2021. So, I mean, I mean that's back at the postcard type, type math, but let's say about 5,000 people, something along those lines. Yeah, so, and that would take us back. It's not the end of the world. For the industry as a whole, obviously it's a personal tragedy for the individuals concerned. It will push us back to say where we were three years ago in terms of the industry, I'd say. Um, and in fact, I think the medium term prospects for the industry are fine. Many of the things we've seen during this period are positive for the industry. So the emphasis on brand comms and corporate reputation. Um, we'll probably all be able to embrace lower overheads in terms of rent and rates. And the industry has learned some pretty decent lessons from this. So medium term, I'm confident we resume growth pretty strongly. My, uh, my message to uh, the people listening would be that I, I think that there is still a great deal of pain to come and that we need to prepare for it. And in to be truthful, I've been saying this now for months. We had a, I spoke at a conference on Good Friday and David Gallagher and I were comparing notes ahead of it and we both agreed that lots of agency heads um, are either being just head in the sand, don't realise that the end of the year is going to be tougher than, than, than the beginning of the year in many ways, um, or they are putting out unreasonably optimistic messaging so um, without naming any names you know I've seen lots of agencies saying actually we're doing well during this period we're growing uh, in public and then in private they're saying oh god no we're not growing it's it's awful so you, you've got this mash of undue 
positivity and confidence and just um, not wanting to appear to be in a bad place. Yeah, I mean, essentially what you said about the tax side of things as well, because in, in essence, when you think about the VAT and that type of thing, people have um, taken a kind of a short-term loan from the government and that's, I, I, and I suppose, corporation tax potentially as well, and that's all going to need to be paid back in, well, who knows exactly, but sort of six, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine months' time, isn't it? And that's, that, that can be quite significant amounts of money. Um, yeah, and that's going to be another cash flow crunch for the industry and um you know you, you respond in a few ways don't you You either go under or you start getting rid of headcount um or you chase clients that you wouldn't previously have accepted whether that's from an ethical standpoint or from a a payment um just numbers standpoint sure so like I said, I don't want to appear unduly negative, I just want to appear realistic. Sure. And I think we will survive in good shape, the industry, and as I say, medium term, we'll continue growth, but the, this um, saga isn't over yet. And on the furloughs, just before we, we wrap up on that, on the agency side, where are we? We're talking, the, the government starts sort of, I don't know, rolling down the scheme, if you like, um, it, during July and August and October. Um, these redundancies that you're talking about, they're, they're likely to be, um, they're going to happen pretty imminently, aren't they, with that scheme, because the, 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 the yes. employer's going to have to start paying some, some money towards the salaries. I think that next week or the week after, plenty of companies will begin the consultation process with a view to losing people by the beginning of August or first week of August. And just tell me about the, the in-house side of things. You obviously have a, a, a large number of in-house um, teams who remember the PRC as well. I mean, what, how are they doing? Are they, I mean, are they extremely busy, busy or have they just all been furloughed? I think a fair few have been furloughed. Um, but for the remainder, um, I think they're busier than ever. Um, so we run LG Comms, membership body for local government people, local government communicators. Um, they're intensely busy at the moment, um, talking with local communities and central government and coordinating things. Um, never been busier. Um, and the same, I'm sure, is true in um, in the corporate world as well. Now, I think we'll see redundancies in in both actually, um, because public sector has taken a taken a hit financially, of course. And I saw. There are a fair few councils warning about the desperate nature of their financial position too. So unless central government is going to bail out another tranche of people, and you wouldn't rule that out, uh, you know, the the art subsidy that they've just announced and, and every sector seems to be, you know, rolling in with support at the moment, um, unless there's a, a, another significant extension. Uh, central government support to uh, local government, there'll be losses there too. So I, I see the picture as, um, to use that phrase of Osborne's, we're all in this together, um, even if it doesn't seem like it sometimes. And on the in-house side, I mean, what are they, presumably they've had their budgets decreased, I mean, so you go, but at the same time, they're still spending money, clearly, with, with a, a lot of agencies and also within their, within their own teams. They're, they're certainly spending less money. They're certainly spending less money. Um, and that holds true whether you speak with in-house comms directors 
directly and they say that they've had their budgets frozen or significantly reduced or you speak with agencies who just talk i mean i had a, this conversation about two hours ago who just talk about um spend just fell off a cliff the um a few months ago the, the person i spoke with runs a pretty big agency in london um she said that it was it was the worst conversation of being fired by clients because they just said we've got no money to spend with you very sorry zero is coming your way um whereas you normally get uh, we're dropping you three months notice so you can plan um and again she said and i've heard it from loads of people that when your client says got no money not going to pay you for a while but you're not going to sue them are you 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 because you want to re retain the relationship but also, they haven't got any money, there's no point suing them. Um, on the sector side, um, I mean, it's, I think it's been well discussed that, you know, te technology and health uh, have been a little bit less, um, well, no, they have definitely been um, less um, adversely affected than somewhere like travel. How does that sort of argument come across with your, your agency members? Uh, some of the health guys are, are, are relatively bullish, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I say the healthcare guys, pretty bullish. Public affairs, city and financial, pretty good place too. And then you go down the hierarchy, consumer, pretty difficult times, uh, hospitality, entertainment, obviously pretty terrible times. Uh, and look, and, and again, I'm, I don't want to appear overly pessimistic. All of these bad things will pass. And I can definitely see recovery already, and that's reflected in pretty much pretty much every conversation I'm having. But these are, with a very few exceptions, these are tough times for most people within our industry. And one of the, you know, I said there were some silver linings. I guess one of them has just been a sense of community that's been engendered during this period. We. We do weekly industry phone calls that are free to anyone around the world, whether they're a member of PRCR Eco or not. And people who otherwise normally would be rivals are sharing intelligence, ideas, collaborating in a way that, that I certainly haven't ever seen before. I mean, just, I was going to talk a little bit later on, but this, that's the, 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 this task force, global task force um, you're talking about. I mean, just taking a, 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 an international geographical perspective for a moment, um, most of our audience for the podcast is predominantly UK, not, not exclusively, but where, where do you see the trends? I mean, I, I suppose what, what I'm thinking of is, are there some hopeful trends of growth yeah. in Asia that perhaps we could learn from? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if we can learn from them, but I think they give us um, a degree of optimism. Um, so Singapore, uh, where we have an office, people are back to face-to-face -face meetings. The market is rebounding strongly. Um, not everyone wants to do face-to-face, -face, um, uh, but lots of people and an increasing number of people and offices are reopening. Um, and so are bars and restaurants and all of that. And, um, so the market out there is pretty good again. Um, Middle East, uh, where we have an office in Dubai, that's in a good place. There are some agencies that now have 100% of their staff back in the office. 
So, and there's new business flowing around. The governments in the Middle East are trying to spend their way out of recession. Um, the UK, we know where we are, uh, and lots of European members of ECO are slightly ahead of us because they went into it slightly earlier than, than we did. And again, there's a return to, to uh, normal working premises. And then, you know, um, America, pretty weak, still in the depths of it. And then the worst place you'd say would be Latin America, where we have an office, um, still under really rigorous lockdown, as in you get a slot to leave your apartment every few days. And if you miss your slot, you can't leave it. And obviously that's very tough for the PR market. But I would just, you know, you look at those different examples and you see that there is a return to normality or close to normality in other parts of the world and it will be coming our way. With, with the caveat, I guess, of, of the of a second peak, albeit that's location-focused or, or, or whatever it may that may mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, just on the, I mean, yeah, PR's been badly affected, clearly, but there are certainly sectors that have been worse affected, and you mentioned some of them when you were talking a moment ago, like hospitality and travel. But another sector that's um, clearly having a, a tougher time than public relations is the media uh, and publishing. Um, I mean, both in B2B and B2C media, there may well be publications that, that either never return or, or never return in print anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that goes from everything, you know, like the big publishing groups. I saw that the Standard posted a big loss um, just recently. And it goes all the way down to trade press as well. Um, you know, who's seen a copy of PR Week um, for the last few months? And I think some of the changes will be um, temporary and some of them will be permanent. And that is uh, that impacts on our industry because fewer titles to sell into uh, is a problem for us. Um, fewer journalists to sell into is on one hand a problem on the other hand probably makes it easier to sell in the um sell in the story so it's the it's the same old thing isn't it about the decline of print media and other forms of media that we've seen for years i wonder if in five years time we'll say from a pr industry's perspective that that's the the greatest um threat that came out of or greatest problem that came out of covid um just because that you know the the, the there were Fewer and fewer journalists before this this happened, but the um, it may well be in hindsight we may look back at it as a tipping point. I suspect. I think you're right, and I've always thought that we rely upon one another, so uh, we need a, a vibrant journalistic community, and um, a smaller one doesn't help us. Now you, you touched on it a minute ago a little bit, but I'm I'm conscious. Um, you, you talked to a lot of agency heads off the record, and that clearly I wouldn't expect you to give any confidences away. But without naming names, uh, you know what sort of what sort of state are some agencies in? Because um, I get very differing um, impressions about where, where where different types of well, actually, very different impressions about where actually from the outside looking in, quite similar businesses are in, in terms of their their state of health. So I think that the, the great majority of agencies will survive, that they will just be smaller. And the, the question is how much smaller? 
And the answer to that is determined partly by their sector, partly by have they taken the tough choices that they needed to take and have they taken them in good time. And, and I'd go back to that there's a, a natural overconfidence in our industry, which is uh, a good thing on the one hand, but also leads people to um, to underplay the difficulties uh, in their own mind. I mean, I mean, so we, we've been doing for well over a decade quarterly economic barometers, for example, where we ask, what do you think about the prospects for the UK as a whole? What for the PR industry? What for your own agency? And the, they always have a profile. Um, everyone, for, not everyone, the great majority of people say our agency is going to be great, good shape. Um, and the majority of people say, but a smaller number, and the market's good as well for our rivals. And a smaller number than that say, and I'm positive about the economy as a whole. So people are always more positive about their own company than they are um, about the market or about the, um, the economy. And, um, and then I think there are just some people who, who recognise, on the other hand, what band shape they're in or the industry's in, but don't feel comfortable saying it in public. Do you, um, do you see that, I mean, cash is so important in businesses, isn't it? And this is, the, yeah. I think, the most brutal recession that I've, I've been through, um, where that, that comes under such huge pressure so quickly, doesn't it? I think lots of companies um, took speedy action to get their cash flow in a good place. And I would reiterate that it's the problem now is all the accrued debt that has got to be repaid. That's the key issue facing our industry. Um, sure. And it's just be interesting to see, I suppose, how the government, because a lot of that is, is government debt, isn't it? And um, be interesting to see how they deal with that in the next sort of 12 months or so. You could imagine, you could well imagine a, a write-off or a further delay of it because um, we live in unprecedented times, blah, 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 cliche and all that. Um, so you might get unprecedented measures of just a, a debt write-off, which would be extraordinarily helpful. <laughs> well, you keep, you keep lobbying there, Francis. But, uh, <laughs> well, um, you keep deferring your pay at your tax as well, Ben. You know, then you might make <laughs> more. Now, um, just on the, uh, the, the from the PRCA's perspective, I mean, you guys have, uh, like all businesses, you've you've had a, a difficult period, um, and how do you see um, your organisation emerging from from this COVID crisis? Because you're gonna you're gonna come out a bit different than what you went in, right? Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to come out um, smaller. I uh, I imagine we'll end this financial year about a quarter. Um, smaller than the uh, than we began it, and that'll be sound for me. It's my thirteenth year. We've posted growth in every one of those years, both in terms of members and revenue, and we'll post our first fall, and it will be a significant fall. Um, but I'm sure that next year we'll recover, uh, and we're already recovering. But it was a pretty dramatic drop off a cliff. In terms of service delivery, some of it has been really positive. So we moved all of our group events to being virtual. We run about three a week. We get far more people attending them than we ever did uh, when they were physical. Um, our conferences uh, at every level, including the one we ran in conjunction with Just Marketing, 
getting a very decent turnout now. And the, the international summit we put together a few months ago had, uh, with two weeks notice had 748 people on it from 35 countries, which is something we couldn't possibly have delivered um, previously. Uh, and there's been that sense of community and trying to work for the industry that we see us in good stead. But it'll be a smaller organisation with a, a different range of services. Now, the question is, do we go back to some of the things we've dropped, like face-to-face -face training and physical award ceremonies? Um, I hope we will, and I, I believe we will, but we'll keep a good deal of the change that has been made for the long term. Is that, is that wonderful word we're all now using, is it? It's that hybrid model of, um, of, of, of online and virtual and face-to-face. Um, and just finally, Francis, um, it, it's a question. I, it, it, the, the longer term prospects for the UK economy. Well, I guess actually that the, the prospects for the UK economy, both in the in the short, medium, and long term. How do you see that? I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. And I think honestly, anyone who says they they do, it's just making it up as they go along. Um, I, I read lots of business commentary about it'll be V-shape, it'll be L-shape, it'll be W-shape. Um, none of us has a clue, do we? Not if you're a top economist or, um, or someone just leaving university or anything in between. So it's just, it's just multiple scenario planning and, and, um, and trying, to, trying to manage the business um, as uh, our businesses as best as we all can. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I am confident for the future. I took up the job of the PRC just when the financial crash hit. Uh, and I saw over that period, if you have a good proposition, whether you're a membership body or a publication or a, an agency or an in-house team, you can, you can prosper during recessions. And I think we will, just we'll have to work hard at it. Um, I hope you will. I'm sure you will. And uh, I believe our industry will have a, a good medium-term recovery um, as well as the, uh, the current short-term recovery that we're experiencing at the moment and will continue its growth um, trajectory just after a bit of a dip this year. Martin Zoom, CEO of the PRCA. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.